everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Thursday, it's April 28th, it is 2022. We have nine MLB games to talk about here. And, you know, everyone knows how much I love day baseball. So excited for this slate. It's an interesting one because we have a couple studs and then it kind of drops off. So I'm interested to hear my buddy's thoughts here. TJ, what's happening, my friend? Doing uh, doing pretty well. Excited to talk some day baseball as well. I got uh, expert survey going on, crunch time later in the day. So busy content day. And then I'm headed to the lake for my buddy's bachelor party. So going to be a fun day of baseball and debauchery and uh, ready for some fun. Um, baseball DFS has been annoying lately, though. I played the day slate heavy today. Um, not so much, the, uh, sorry, yesterday, not so much the night slate because I was busy, but the last three slates of MMEing, I've held the first place on the fan duel, like either 444 or 555, 20 to $25,000 first prize. I've held it three days in a row for like over an hour. And then some late inning heroics from other people bought me down. So it was Taylor Ward two, two nights ago that crushed my soul, but we've been close. We've been very close. So looking forward to uh, finally binking it one of these nights. There's nothing better than going to the lake um, with more money. So there you go. Um, so let's get this day baseball slate rolling here. Like I said, it's a it's pretty interesting slate. You know, we'll kind of get through it and, you know, talk about it as we go here. But we get started with San Diego at Cincinnati, eight and a half total in this game. It's kind of a pick em game everywhere. We got Martinez going up against Molly. Any interest here in Nick Martinez? No, sir. There are some pitchers I absolutely love on this slate. So I think I'm going to be playing a pretty tight pool, which is different for me. Usually I've been trying to get a little bit different at pitchers so far this year, just because we've seen a lot of chalk people fail, but there's a tight group of pitchers that I really like and uh, neither of them are from this game. Yeah. Nick Martinez, he actually looked pretty good in his first start back uh, to the big leagues after I think it was two seasons overseas. Um, but he's still not very good. Um, 19% K rate, 15% walk rate, giving up power to both sides of the plates in the great American small park. No interest whatsoever here for me when it comes to Nick Martinez. Tyler Molly on the other side of this game. Molly's he's somewhat interesting here because this lineup is going to go pretty left-handed heavy and he kind of generated reverse splits last season using that splitter and really really limited hard contact and damage just by lefties so he's somewhat interesting my only problem here is the Padres just don't strike out and I mean even on a nine game slate you're gonna want strikeouts from your pitcher yeah I agree with you and this game isn't one I have a ton of interest in like the pitching side I'm not gonna be playing much of all and the hitting side like I don't have a ton of interest in the stacks, but I do have a lot of interest in Manny Machado as a one-off. Yeah, I mean, the Padres on DraftKings, they're kind of pricey here. Machado's 5,900. Um, so that's a, it's kind of a tough price. Eric Hosmer's 38. I think that price is okay. So I don't think I end up on the Padres stack, but I mean, the other side of this game, the Cincinnati Reds are ridiculously cheap 
Um, they're one of the cheapest stacks on the slate on DraftKings. India is the most expensive hitter on this team at 3,200. So I don't know if the algorithm on DraftKings just had them facing a different pitcher or something here, but Nyquin at 2,900, Joey Votto at 2,800. I know kind of slow starts, but they're two of my favorite plays on the slate. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you with the Naquin call. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not fond of this one for a full stack, but Votto, although the slow start, it's been a small sample size, so I don't mind that as a mini stack. But Naquin is a one-off. I like quite a bit. He's only twenty six hundred as on Fanduel as well, and Machado's thirty eight hundred on Fanduel, so that's why I like him. I mentioned him there, but I agree he's quite pricey on DK. But uh, Naquin, I like quite a bit for a kind of a one-off cheap home run call. Oh, the other guy that I like at 2,500 is Colin Moran. He is someone with some power. The small park, um, Nick Martinez gives up power. And yeah, I think Colin Moran at 2,500. I think you could do a little three-man here with these three guys and with them being so incredibly cheap. I mean, you'll double barrel both pitchers and have no problem. And the good thing and is if you like, want to make it a more that bigger stack. And now that I'm actually, I'm looking at it and, liking it a little bit more someone who sometimes picks up a good lineup spot that I like playing against righties is Jake Fraley. Nobody ever plays him. He's got power. And if he gets a bit of a lineup, a bit of a better lineup spot than nine, I think that's uh that's somebody that you can look at to add to that stack. He's 2,200. I mean, play the reds. You can play anybody that you want on the slate. So, I mean, the appeal to play the reds is definitely there. All right. We got, Milwaukee at Pittsburgh, seven and a half total in this game. The Brewers at 165 favorite Peralta against Quintana. Uh, Any interest here in Freddie Peralta? Even though he's been poor so far this year, I still think he's probably your SP2 on DraftKings. Like on FanDuel, 9,100, poor matchup. It's more of just kind of a tournament thing for me, but 7,700 on DK. Um, I have a lot of interest in Freddie Peralta against this. Pittsburgh team, that's not that not that great. Pittsburgh's a good pitcher's park. Um, and, like, we want to get Verlander probably as our SP1, maybe Kopech, but Freddie Peralta at 7,700 really allows you to get some good bats in your lineups as well. Yeah, I mean, Kopech, Verlander, 1-2 for me today, but Peralta, he's in the conversation for sure. Um, good matchup. Freddie Peralta is, you know, if we look back to the start of last year, the dude has a 33.4% K rate facing a team with a ton of strikeouts in it. This isn't your typical Pittsburgh lineup that we've been so used to over the last couple of years. Not going to crush you, but not going to strike out. Well, now they're not going to crush you, and they are going to strike out. So um, ton of interest here in Freddie Peralta. And then Quintana on the other side, 5,900. He's throwing pitches. He's just not – Typically, and he's struggling with command so much that, I mean, I'm probably out here on Quintana. Yeah, I'm with you. There's just too many other players on, uh, too many other pitches on this slate. I like more. Um, bats in this game on the Milwaukee side. I mean, McCutcheon, he should hit leadoff in this game. I don't want to go too crazy here because the ballpark isn't fantastic, but. I mean, McCutcheon's 36, Renfro's 35. I think either one of those guys is like uh, one-offs is fun. Yeah, I agree with you. And then even – I don't mind this as a little stack on on FanDuel. Like 2,500 McCutcheon, 2,900 Renfro, 2,800 Christian Yelich, and then you have Willie Adamas as well at uh, 3,300. And he's 
been hitting the ball very well so far this year. So I don't mind this uh, Milwaukee team as a little stack on FanDuel. Um, Pittsburgh side, I mean, Reynolds would be back in the lineup, but not a ton of interest here in Pittsburgh. No, I'm with you as well. Like Vogelbach Reynolds is a mini stack. I don't mind doing, but, uh, or even just Vogelbach is a one-off 2,900 on FanDuel. What's, what is he over here on DK? 45. So yeah, I like him a lot more on FanDuel than I do on DK, but, uh, I don't mind him as a one-off. Miami at Washington Rogers against Corbin eight total in this game. And the Marlins are a one fifty-five favorites. Um, any interest here in Trevor Rogers? No, I don't want to. I think if I was MMEing on DraftKings, maybe I would have him in the pool. Um, he got five innings last game. This is a player in the past. We've seen some strikeout upside from, so maybe and if I was MMEing on DraftKings, but no, not a lot of interest in Rogers. Yeah, I think his biggest problem is Washington's not a huge strikeout team, even against lefties, and they walk a lot. Um, so I could see Rogers getting here in this game, but I could also see him going like three innings because his pitch count is so high from walking people and struggling to find the strike zone. So I think if you're playing 150, you could take some shots here on Rogers, but you know me, I'm a three entry max person, probably not going to end up on Rogers today. And then Patrick Corbin on the other side of this game, this might be the first time all season that I'm actually somewhat interested in Corbin. And I know it's probably a giant mistake, but looking at this Miami lineup, there is a ton of strikeouts against left-handed pitching. They're like as a team, almost over 25%. Um, do you have any interest in Corbin? Similar to Rogers for me, if I'm MMEing, I'd sprinkle, but other than that, I just don't want to go there. Like, could he get his way through five, maybe even six uh, innings potentially, but I can just see somebody like Verlander and Kopech tonight, both having or this morning, sorry, like 10, 12 strikeout games and just making it so you have to have them. And that's kind of why I like taking a shot on somebody like Freddie Peralta, because even though he's got that same downside risk, he actually has big strikeout upside. So yes, Corbin could reach. It's just, I, I, I would only want to go there for if I'm MMEing in small doses. I will say this Corbin is someone that I could definitely see playing, but he's also someone I could definitely see stacking against um, Garcia. Soler um, would be like my two main pieces here. You could take Jesus Aguilar uh, but I definitely don't mind looking at some of these Miami bets. Yeah, I agree with you. And I mean, you're going to get Jazz Chisholm, who's, yes, he's not as good against lefties, but he's a super high upside guy. They could get into the bullpen and he's going to be very unowned because of that lefty-lefty mashup. So I don't mind including Jazz in that stack. I agree with you. Um, and then on the other side, like Juan Soto is just still way too cheap on FanDuel. He's 3,600. And so, yeah, play play yourself some Juan Soto over there. All right. Um, yeah, outside of Juan Soto, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest here outside of like a stack because, oh, I mean, Nelson Cruz. I guess we've got to mention the boomstick against the lefty. Yeah. Rodgers is not a bad pitcher. It's just if he is a little bit wild in this start and he does give up a lot of hard contact that I could see like 
this team stringing together some stuff and like it paying off. But Nelson Cruz, 3,600 against the lefty. I don't care who the lefty is at that point. So interesting. Yeah. And like you said, like you said, uh, he's somebody that gives up a lot of walks. So I don't mind kind of a, especially a three man stack on FanDuel of Soto, Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell. I think that's pretty interesting. All right. We got Colorado at Philadelphia. Sensatella against Wheeler. Seven and a half total in this game. The Phillies a minus 200 favorites. Uh, any interest here in Sensatella? No, but I got a lot of interest in Philly. Yeah, we'll talk about those bats in just a second. Zach Wheeler, huge favorite here at home going up against the Rockies. Rockies start, um, no pun intended for Wheeler. He's 0-3. He hasn't thrown more than 85 pitches. He hasn't got out of the fifth inning yet. Um, any interest here in Wheeler? Uh, it's tough. Like, I want to because his price just keeps going down. Chris Bryant might not be in the lineup. It's outside of Coors, but he's just looked so, so bad this year. And so that's another player like the two we mentioned in the last game at cheapies that if I'm MME, I think I would still have him in the pool just in case, Hey, Zach Wheeler's back again, but he's not a primary target for me, more of an MME sprinkle for tournaments. Slow start to the season for Wheeler. It's going to eventually click. Um, if Bryant's out of the lineup, obviously that's one one less bat lineup guy that you have to worry about. I mean, Wheeler, he was just so good last year that I feel like it's going to click eventually, and this is the cheapest price tag he's been at all season. I am going to definitely consider him um, for my three-entry builds. At least he's also one not out of as three. old as I thought. I had it in my mind that he was older, and like maybe he's no. just done, but like he's 31 years old. I thought he was like 37. No, and like he was like a huge prospect and had Tommy Johns when he was with the Mets and finally getting it together last year was so cool to see for Wheeler. Um, any interest here in the Colorado Bats? I mean, if, I, if I'm if i not really wanting to play Wheeler, I guess like maybe I should, but no, these guys are kind of, they don't do the big price shifts like they used to on Coors Bats when uh, they're in Coors versus not. Like, Connor Joe's 3,600 and Charlie Blackman's 3,700. Randall Gritchick's 37 on FanDuel, where I'm going to be playing. And that's the same prices as when they're in Coors. So, like, I I don't really think I want to go to Colorado today. I'd, I'd err on the side of Wheeler a little bit more. However, having said that, you do have players like Joe and Gritchick who have just been hitting the ball very well this year and do have the upside. So that's a stack that if you – are buying into maybe Wheeler has lost something and uh, he's not right yet, then yeah, maybe you can get a, a high upside stack there. Very unknown. Same with CJ Crone, but it's, it's just not a great matchup on paper. And I'm currently feeling like I'll, uh, I'll like things better, but we'll see where ownership stakes uh, sticks out tomorrow. All right. Um, I mean, the Philly side Harper Schwarber, they're probably two of the best plays on the slate. Sensatella is a guy that just loves throwing fastballs. Um, and we know just how well Bryce Harper hits fastballs. So love Harper, love Schwarber. If you're looking at these guys, look at Castellanos, look at Hoskins. Herrera is someone you could potentially look at. Um, love the Philly stack here going up against Sensatella. 
Yep, I agree with you. Top to bottom, the whole order. I'm fine with playing Didi in there, Herrera in there. But yeah, your top your top option is is Harper. Second is Schwarber, and then I absolutely love including Castellanos and Hoskins in the stack as well. Yeah, righty righty doesn't match up matter um, here. Sensatella pretty splits neutral. Um, actually, like, gives up even more hard contact to righties. And if he has anything close to a plus skill, like it's his ground balls and Hoskins is a guy that hits the ball in the air. So I, I like, I like him quite a bit. Yep. Schwarber too. Schwarber is a big fly ball guy. All right. Baltimore at New York, taking on the Yankees, uh, Zimmerman and Tyon eight total in this game. And the Yankees, a two forty-five favorite. Um, any interest here in Bruce Zimmerman? No interest in Bruce Zimmerman for me. I, uh, I'm i going to be playing on FanDuel, and his price is just pretty egregious, even though he's been playing well. On DraftKings, you have more. You have some uh, – he, he becomes viable, I think, 6,800. But on FanDuel, where I'm going to be playing, Bruce Zimmerman is $9,600 against the Yankees. So, uh, yeah, I'm out. I just – he was pitching really well against the Angels the other day. And I think it was Rendon. I think it was Rendon got a single in the seventh inning and they were like, they pulled him at 76. So I still think he's kind of capped. I don't think he'll go more than like 85 pitches. Um, Everything that we saw from him last year, he wasn't a big strikeout guy. And I mean, if we look at the numbers for this season, He's getting a little lucky, and his strikeout rate is like a like a career high. I don't know. Um, I want to see it's his one ownership. of those things. Yeah, so like it's one of those things that if he's picking up no ownership tomorrow, uh, this morning, whatever you want to call it, and the Yankees are just picking up tons, and all of a sudden you're seeing Patrick Corbin or. Rogers or Perez, somebody like that. Perez won't against Houston, but you know what I mean? Somebody like that picking up ownership and the Yankees picking up a ton. Then all of a sudden I have some interest in them for tournaments, but otherwise I just feel like I don't want to risk it. Fair enough. Um, Tyon on the other side of this game, 8,100 face in this Baltimore lineup uh, struggle with against them a week or so ago. Any interest here in Tyon? No, not really. He's somebody on a small slate that I don't mind going to, but I just don't view him as somebody that has a ton of upside. So Kion's not my guy tonight. Yeah, I don't think he'd make the top five for me today. Um, so at his price, I need him to make the top five for me today. And I just don't have him there. So I will I, w- I will say this about Tyon. It's not like I'm lining up to play Baltimore bats against him. Um, I mean, you could play you can play Mullins. You can play Mancini. Mancini is a little interesting here because Mancini is a massive ground ball guy and Tyon's a massive fly ball guy in this game's in Yankee Stadium. So I think if you want to go Mancini um, as a cheaper bat, he's definitely in play and then Mullins as well. But I, again, I don't think I want to stack Baltimore in this spot. Yeah, 100% same page for me. Uh, the Yankees here against Zimmerman. I mean... Judge and Stanton, Donaldson, all these guys throughout their careers have just absolutely smashed left-handed pitching. So I think this is where that kind of conversation comes in. I don't think Zimmerman's going to get a lot of ownership, and I think the Yankees are going to get some ownership. Um, 
Yankees are rolling here the last couple of days too, and they've been making some people some money. So that's always a plus too. The other night, this is another one of those nights that I like, so that I held the first place for a long time. Right. I had double the field, Anthony Rizzo, when he had his 70 plus point FanDuel game, still didn't profit. Not really sure how that happened, but, uh, yeah, well, these Yankees, especially on FanDuel, I think are going to just be absolutely bonkers on. These bats are finally starting to wake up. Judge and Rizzo have been doing it all year, but Donaldson hit a bomb yesterday. Uh, Gallo's back-to-back bombs now, and like Giancarlo Stanton in Yankee Stadium facing a Baltimore lefty is $2,800 on FanDuel. Like, it's a nine-game slate he's probably going to be 40, 50% owned. Like it's going to be bonkers. Man, I stacked, I stacked the angels a lot of places and I'm so glad I put Taylor Ward in my stack. <laughs> just hit a Did grand you just hit slam. a grand slam? Yeah. Yes. I wasn't going to let him get me two days in a row. <laughs> I, uh, I have him in my one single entry team too. Yeah. I stacked. I mean, the, my angel stack was him, Walsh, Trout and Marsh. So, and it had, it was a Yankees angel stack with um, Joe Ryan. So it's looking oh, pretty so good. You're, you're, looking you're pretty good. Pretty well yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm just looking to uh, make a somewhat profit because my team is awful, but it has Ward and, and Ryan and Santander. So I'm just kind of rolling with those three, getting me above min cash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my night's young, bottom of the second inning in that game. So we'll see what happens, but. And like Otani struggling a little bit. I just need Otani to get a strikeout prop. Need that. Need that strikeout prop. All right, Seattle at Tampa. Um, eight eight total in this game. Seven and a half on some books. And the Rays a one thirty favorite here. We have Flexen against Beaks. Any interest here in Chris Flexen? No. No, uh, these Tampa guys have been starting to hit the ball a little bit better lately. I like uh, the bats a little bit more than I like getting to uh, flexing. Yeah, I mean, he had his start. Like, he just came out. He had a really great start. This dude has a 15% K rate and a 45% hard hit rate um, against righties. So, no interest whatsoever for me on him. And then... I, I Beeks is on the list today. I don't know if I'm going to need him. I guess he's not like, I didn't realize that he wasn't stretched out at all. So I guess he's not on the list. Um, This looks like a pure opener situation for Tampa. Unless something comes out, that's what it looks like. I agree. And like, yeah, he's not even currently in the pool on FanDuel. And so if you get something that you're might be getting four, maybe five innings from something like 70 pitches, something like that, he's interesting on DK at 4k. But, yeah, I do think this looks like it's mostly an opening situation, so probably no Beaks for me. Yeah, I was super excited to talk about Beaks, but 4K at his price. But, I mean, it looks like he's not going to pitch deep here. So um, no interest for me on the Seattle bats. This is just not a spot that I want to play them in Tampa against, like, a bullpen game against one of the best bullpens in baseball. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, Ty France has been smashing the ball if you – play a ton of MLB the show like I do you uh you know Ty France's card in Diamond Dynasty has been boosted uh because of his performance lately and so like there's some guys like uh, Eugenio Suarez uh in in that lineup that do have a lot of power but yeah I have more interest uh in this Tampa side actually 
Yeah, um, as far as Tampa goes, as far as the bats, I love Franco here. I know he's super expensive, but you know we've talked about a couple cheap pitchers. We talked about a couple cheap stacks. Um, Franco at fifty seven hundred really seems like he's someone you can kind of fit in here and play. Brandon Lau, um, Renee Pinto, if he catches, he's two K against Chris Flexen. I have some interest there. Uh, it is Zanino's banged up. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked here if, if Pinto's behind the plate. So just wanted to throw him out there because it's a two K ch- catcher against Chris Flexen. And we all know how much I love the punt catchers. Yeah. Big time. And then I think other guys that you can look at is like Brandon Lau and a mini stack with him. Randy Rose arena is good too. Adamus is definitely, or sorry, um, wrong, uh, former Tampa shortstop. Franco is definitely my favorite, uh, play from the team but i think you could also like p- take a peek at the lineup if you get josh Lowe with a good lineup spot i think he's interesting as well all right we are cruising along here three more games detroit at minnesota is where we go next goal against over uh seven total in this game and the twins 140 favorites um any interest here in Tarek goal so he's one of the players I have quite a bit of interest in in tournaments. He's been striking out a ton of batters, and it's a scary matchup against the Twins. You got Buxton, you got Garver, you got a lot of guys in there that hit lefties very well. Um, and so I don't know how much ownership he's going to pick up. That's going to be very dependent for me. If he's going low-owned, I like him quite a bit for tournaments. Yeah. Um, yeah he's another guy that like he could easily – easily make it onto the list today um like i'm gonna get as much verlander and Kopech together as possible that's my plan with like my three lineup build here but it's not always that easy so i mean scoble wheeler and freddie peralta are kind of those guys that i'm looking at when i'm not playing those two guys so you know scoble good matchup good strikeout matchup so definitely Definitely some interest here in him. And like, as things stand right now for pitchers, there's some of these guys we'll talk about more. So you're playing three lineups on DK. I'm playing three on FanDuel. I don't know who for sure I'm going to go with yet because a lot, this is recording this the night before a lot will depend on ownership, but in my three lineups, I can pretty much guarantee already my pitching pool will be Verlander Manoa. Who's available on FanDuel Kopech Peralta Scooball. It will be those five pitchers in the three lineups, and I just don't know which of the five yet. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Although definitely we'll have one Verlander and one Kopech. Yeah, we're going to basically talk just about, don't know. If we're going to talk about Kopech in a minute. <laughs> yeah, Peralta or Scooball. All right. Um, the other side of this game, any interest in him? Which game? We got on a tangent there. So Minnesota, we got Bailey Ober. Uh, no, not really. So on FanDuel, he's got an 8,600 price tag. He's pitched pretty well so far this year, but I'm not really buying it. He's not a high strikeout guy. Detroit's not a great team, but uh, still, this isn't a guy that uh, I'm really looking at. Check this lineup when it comes out. Um, if Detroit does roll out that really right-handed heavy lineup where Meadows, Grossman, and Badu are the only lefties in it. 
Then Ober is a little interesting. He has shown, even dating back to last year, much higher strikeout rate against righties, really low walk rate against righties. So I'm not like overly concerned about those three lefties. So, um, and like Baez being in this lineup just adds so many more strikeouts to this lineup too. Um, obviously adds more power, but a lot more strikeouts. So uh, if you're if you're playing even like a 20 inch or max, he might be really close to being like in the build on DraftKings um, because there are, there is some good potential here for strikeouts. Um, Detroit, yeah, bats, I think that's oh, no, I think no. that's a good point too, especially on DK where he's 7900. Um, on FanDuel where he's uh, at 85, I just 86, sorry. I, I think it's a good call. Take a peek at that lineup, but I just would personally, I think rather go to uh school on FanDuel where he's just 200 more. And I'll say this too um, about this spot. He might be a really good pivot off of like a chalky Freddie Peralta. So like mm-hmm. Peralta might be really popular in a matchup today in a great matchup. So, uh, just throwing that out there. Any interest here in the Detroit bats? As a stack, no. Um, but Meadows is actually one of the one-offs on FanDuel I like the most for tournaments uh, on this slate. Yeah, I like Meadows here. Definitely don't mind him at 4K on DraftKings. Um, the Minnesota side, I mean, Scoble's a good pitcher. Buxton is super expensive, but, I mean, I'll keep saying it. I think if Buxton plays all year, he can win MVP. I think yeah, he's I that good. with you. Yeah. He's absolutely amazing. He won me a tournament a couple days ago. Um, so I'm all over Buxton. Like I'm hoping to get him in at least one of my lineups just because due to his price, I don't think he's going to be very popular, but facing a lefty, I really like Buxton for tournaments. All right. We've got two games left here. Cruising along on the podcast today, Houston at Texas eight total in this game. The Astros are 165 favorite. It always makes me laugh when I say that. Houston at Texas. Anyway, Verlander against uh, Perez. You know, we've kind of hinted at it a lot. Justin Verlander, he's kind of hovering around 85 pitches. He struggled a little bit in that Toronto game. He gets a much better matchup here going up against the Texas Rangers. Um, I think this is a 30-plus point ceiling matchup for Verlander. And, I mean, he's the top pitcher on the slate. Yeah, without a doubt. He's your SP1 in cash games, single entries. If he's getting some crazy ownership and you want to pivot off, that's really the only argument you can make against him. Um, Verlander will definitely be in one of my three teams that I'm making. And uh, this Houston offense, I think, is going to be one of my favorite set of bats as well. Yeah, I mean, Martin Perez is definitely someone that I don't want to play, but I'm I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on the bats because Perez is so good at not getting blown up. So talk to me here about the Houston bats. Houston on FanDuel is just perpetually too cheap. They've really almost been like the Atlanta of DK this year. Atlanta's just been priced down all year, and that's been Houston on FanDuel. Um Anytime you got Bregman going up against a lefty, I'm interested. He's 3,400. Um, or oh, he's up to 3,500 on FanDuel now, sorry. Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker, it doesn't matter if they're facing lefties. They can still hammer him. And nobody plays them when they're up against lefties. And so you got Alvarez, 3,300. Uh, Kyle Tucker, 40, or sorry, 2,700, 28. Brantley, 28. 
Guriel 28. Like this whole lineup is just so cheap. So I can play him with Verlander. I can play him with Kopech. And they're one of the better offenses in the league, especially against left-handed pitching. So I like Houston a lot. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I hear you. Um, my favorite hitter from Houston's probably McCormick. Um, when that's yeah, like if you get McCormick or Siri or Pena, whichever one's leading off, I really like them too. Well, the reason that I like McCormick so much is because he's a huge fly ball hitter, and we know that Perez is going to pitch to ground balls. So um, McCormick makes a ton of sense. And yeah, I mean, Bregman, I just Bregman struggled against lefties so much. I'm struggling here. I hear you on all your points. I mean, we don't have to agree so, on everything. True. Kyle Tucker on FanDuel. Kyle Tucker has a fantastic fly ball rate, lefty lefty. I don't have a uh, plate IQ up in front of me, but I know I just looked at this the other day. He doesn't really strike out and he hits a ton of fly balls. So I think Kyle Tucker is a very interesting play. Yeah. I mean, I hope it works out for you. I, I do. Um, I I'll, don't. I'll, ta- I'll tag I'm in definitely... it when it, when it min caches. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Perez is just, he's so good against lefties too. His hard to soft contact ratio is like 7%. So that just, I don't know. I, I can't get behind it. I hear you. I just can't get behind it. And as far as the Texas bats, they're an easy fade for me today. No interest whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, maybe as some one-offs just because Verlander gives up some, some power. Maybe if you want to play Seager, he's hitting the ball a little bit better lately, 2,800 on FanDuel. Um, But yeah, they're definitely not a priority by any means. Finish it out with Kansas city at Chicago, taking on the white Sox seven total in this game. Uh, the White Sox, a 170 favorite. We got Brad Keller going up against Michael Kopech. Um, any interest here in Keller at 8,800? No interest in Keller. And yeah, obviously quite a bit in Kopech. Yeah, Zach Granke broke my heart yesterday. Um, I got him super early in the morning at like plus 130 for under strikeouts. And by the time the game started, it was minus 195. Um and he got four strikeouts. So I was, ah. so, I was so sad. I was like, man, I got so much value and he hit the over, but yeah, I mean, Brad Keller, I think Brad Keller is an okay pitcher. Um, the white Sox lineup, they're dealing with a little bit of injuries. It's not their full strength lineup, but I don't think this is a spot. I want to play Keller at his price tag. Um, but Michael Kopech on the other side, this dude is a big time strikeout pitcher. Um, you know, this is a guy that we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for him to be healthy. And I mean, the strikeout rates there, the spin rate is there. Everything I want to see from Kopech is there. So I have a ton of interest in him here. Yep. I'm with you as well. And, uh, my MLB, uh, the show fans know as well, we're, we're big Michael Kopech, uh, guys in, tw- in 21, he was one of the best, uh, best pitchers in the game there. So yeah, Michael Kopech, I'm very interested in. He got up to 83 pitches last game, 69, 75, 83. He's gone up each game, and now he's playing. He's in the best matchup he's had all year. So definitely very interested in Michael Kopech. If you can afford it, you're definitely you're trying to get both him and Verlander on DraftKings. On FanDuel, you have a nice little $1,200 discount down from Verlander. So I think they're actually on FanDuel. There are arguments to be made that he should be the cash game sp1 yeah his price is what you're trying to get at like, yeah um no i i hear you i don't have a problem with playing either him or um verlander and cash i mean 
What is I don't have FanDuel open in front of me. What's Freddie Peralta's price on FanDuel? 91. So that's really close to Kopech, right? Yeah, 400 different. So like Peralta is somebody I'm going to have interest in in tournaments on FanDuel. If it's like Kopech's 30% owned and Peralta's seven, then then I'm going to have some interest in Peralta. But just like looking at it without ownership in front of us right now, it's probably Kopech one on FanDuel for me, Verlander two, and Manoa three, um, unless Scooball's not picking up ownership. That's probably who I'm going to go to. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, if Peralta was like 75 to 8K on FanDuel, like you could you could seriously consider him for cash games too, but he's not. So um, Kansas City Bats, any interest in Kansas City here? Not really. You can always play Salvador Perez because he's one of the best power hitters in the league. And especially on FanDuel, no one ever wants to play him because he's a catcher. Uh, but other than that, no, not really. I don't really have any interest in either side of this game as far as the bats are concerned. Um, I mean, you can you can take some shots on the White Sox side, but do you know what? Like on prize picks, they always post those like um, over-under runs in the first inning. I like the under in this one. So uh, I yeah, think this game's like, going to go kind of low. And um, that first inning, let's, let's take advantage of it. The White Sox are one of those teams that it's like, I, I sometimes think of, hey, on any slate, they'll – I'll stack the White Sox because they have such high upside. But if Robert is still out, obviously Jimenez is on the on the IL. So um, it's just not quite the same uh, team with these guys out. So, yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in them either. Although Andrew Vaughn has been smashing the ball this year so far. He has. He really has. And against righties as well. Like it's not it's he, he always has against lefties, but he's been doing it against everyone this year. All right, let's play the morning grind game. We're going to use DraftKings pricing and um, scoring. Real quick, just before we we get there, I want to touch on this uh, Boston-Toronto game that is only on uh, FanDuel. Um, It's just a little bit later, and so they included this one on it. The Blue Jays, like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is 3,900. So, like, I don't know a lot about Garrett Whitlock. You're a Boston guy, and so maybe you can tell me a little bit more. But with Vladimir Guerrero is 3,900, you can you just play him no matter what. Like, that should be your cash game pitcher on fa- or, uh, first baseman on FanDuel because Vladimir Guerrero should be $4,800 over there. So, definitely, he's a fantastic play. George Springer, $3,600 in the outfield is great. And I like Manoa a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about playing him for tournaments. But he's a guy that is a lot better against righties than he is lefties. So I think Raphael Devers, 3,600 at third base, is one of your better tournament options of the slate as well. Yeah, Whitlock's a big-time prospect. If you're, I don't have it up in front of me, but if you're looking at like playing hitters against Whitlock, you really need to see how hitters hit a changeup because he has a above-average changeup um, that he can use against righties. And like it's one of the reasons that he has such a high strikeout rate against righties that righty righty matchup, being able to throw from the same arm angle with the fastball and change up. It's huge. And he has an above average change up and it leads to a lot of strikeouts, but that's all I really know about Whitlock. Um, Do you have any idea what he's like looking at for pitch count? I saw he played for it. He pitched four innings last game. No, I have no idea. And so like, I'm assuming that wasn't very many pitches because it was one hit seven strikeouts, but Whitlock's seven K on FanDuel. And so if you see something like he's going to have 80 pitches, then all of a sudden that's somebody that's uh, becomes interesting. 
pretty sure now I'm gonna look. I'm pretty sure he started games last year. Did he pitch straight out of the bullpen last year? He might have pitched straight out of the bullpen last year. Um, he started that game against Tampa. I know that and had a ton of strikeouts. And I think he, like you said, he only faced like 13 hitters. Yeah, he only pitched out of the bullpen last year. So it's really tough to kind of gauge where he's gonna be at pitch count wise because I mean Last year, the most he threw in a, in a game was three and a third. So um, that start against Tampa was the most he's pitched in the big leagues uh, in his career. So it's tough to say. And I mean, it's it's probably Russ- not the day to play him, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on of the, on like for the future. And if you do find out something that's interesting with his pitch count, again, like I said, we have some really good high priced options. So it's probably not the day to play him. But the people in his range are Perez, Martinez, Corbin, and Quintana. So he's probably, even with the pitch count, has the highest upside of all of them in FanDuel. Yeah, he was he was drafted by the Yankees. I forget how he got to the Red Sox. And he's like a he's not like a fastball guy. He's like a sinker changeup guy. So um it's really interesting. Like look at sinkers, look at changeups against him. And he was starting in triple A or double A in 2019 with the Yankees. And then we kind of didn't see him until he was in the bullpen last year. So, I mean, that was that 2020 season where we didn't see a lot of guys. So anyway, all right, let's play the morning grind game. DraftKings pricing and scoring under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you like today? Under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. I There really only is one option. So I'm going to go Bailey Ober. Yeah, I was going to take Ober because I thought you were going to take Peralta, but I mean both those guys. Oh, geez, wow, yeah, no, I'll take. I will take Peralta. That was I wasn't looking, so I have him in my mock lineup on DraftKings right now. So he's just not in the pool because he's <laughs> in my lineup. And so I was looking at these seven K guys. I was like, wow, they all suck. But yeah, the answer is Peralta. <laughs> we hope the answer is Peralta. That's for sure. Um, over eight K to score under fifteen. Who is your bust today? Over 8K, under 15, I'm going to go Brad Keller. Yeah, not a ton of options up here. Um, I mean, pitch count-wise, I think i got to go Jamison Tyon. Because, um, I mean, the Yankees – Jordan Montgomery was pitching fantastic, got in a little trouble, and they, like, instantly yanked him. Um, so that's just how the Yankees roll. Um, over 4K to hit a home run, who do you like to go yard today? I kind of want to play, say Kyle Tucker to spite you, but uh, <laughs> let's go Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> it's like an easy game win. You can take them. That's fine with me. Um, yeah, I like Schwarber. My favorite hitter on the on the slate today is Bryce Harper, though. So I'm going to go Harper to go yard. Um, I took Peralta, so I figured I'd leave you, Harper. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you like today? Under 4K to get two hits. Let's go with Jorge Soler. I'm going to go with Joey Votto because Joey Votto should never be 2,800. Um, really, really, really slow start to the season. But Joey Votto um, showed last year that he has some upside. Um, maybe he's a fraud, and I was right all along. But um, I like the price for Joey Votto today. Give me a stack to score six or more runs. Stack score six or more runs, the Phillies. I like that. I'm not going to go Yankees, even though they're 
up there is like top stack on the slate. Um, yeah, give me. <laughs> let's just do it, man. Give me the Cincinnati Reds. Um, <laughs> I just it doesn't get much better than this matchup wise. So uh, we'll see what happens. But um, any bets or anything standing out to you here night before? No, not particularly. I'm not in a legal sports betting place, so uh, I'm definitely bigger on the DFS side than the bet side, and uh, nothing's standing out for me. All right, I have a three-for-three prize picks power play that I'm going to give out today. Um, Three-for-three on giving these out on the podcast, so let's see if I can make it four-for-four. I'm going to go Royals, White Sox starting pitchers under a half a run allowed in the first inning. Joey Votto over five and a half fantasy points and Bryce Harper over seven and a half fantasy points. So um, a lot of people that we talked about on the podcast and I just, that Royals White Sox game has all the makings of being a really low scoring game. So um, that's what I got over there on prize picks today. Hopefully that hits and we keep it rolling. Um, TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm excited for a fun day of daytime baseball. Uh, let's win some money, everybody. And thanks for having me on. This is a blast as always. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. We'll be back on Friday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.